This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 574 with guests Bob Buskirk and Ryan Kirshner, recorded on June 1st, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here in a stormy Bellevue, Nebraska. Spring, well, spring, summer storms, they all come here in Nebraska. Ryan feels it as well. But uh, I think we're covered for tonight. No thunderstorms coming through. So anyways, we'll post a show with world-class show notes. And there'll be a few uh, out there out at the Average Guy.tv. Big thanks to Dan Lefebvre, who was on two weeks ago. I took last week off for my birthday and we had a lot of fun. It took me a couple of days to recover, uh, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate uh, Dan being on, and big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you're finding value in the podcast and you want to give back, join us on Patreon, theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Bob and Ryan are back with me tonight. Always great to have you. Uh, gentlemen, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah, always always good to have you. You guys are well. We spent some time in the pre-show catching up with you, so if you want to hear some of that that banter that's over on the pre-show channel or that's over on the live channel um, on, on YouTube, and you can do that. But good catching up. Hey, b- uh, before we get started, I know, uh, you know, Comdex, no, Computex? Computex. Computex. Yes, Computex. Yeah. Apparently, I have not been covering it, and it's a good thing you guys have. <laughs> Because um, there's been a lot of coverage out there, but um, yeah, let's just dive in with that, Bob. Let me ask you. There's a lot, been a lot of coverage at at, at uh, thinkcomputers.org. What's been the best of it so far? Do you think? What's what, what um, have you I mean, my per. Well, I'll talk about like I think the big thing this year, and then I'll tell you about my favorite thing. Yeah. I do think the big thing this year is uh, Gen Five storage or PCI Express 5.0 storage. Uh, all the companies. They, they had already announced a lot of products, but you're actually seeing them in person now. They have real working demos where, as back in January when we were at CES, we really didn't see any working demos. This, you know, at Computex, they're showing all working demos. Everything is going to be ready to ship either this quarter or next quarter. Um, and if, if, you know, your audience doesn't know, PCI Express 5.0 storage is the new uh, M.2 NVMe not standard, but it will be the the standard going forward. Um, and you can get anywhere, you know, probably max speed around 1,400 megabytes a second, which is like 14 gigabytes a second transfer speed. And they're like little drives. Like this is one that I have right here. But, you know, just a little, little M.2 drive that uh, will, you know, go right in your PC. Is that got a, heat, a pretty good heat sink on that? Yeah, thing? this, this thing has like hot? a... <laughs> oh yeah, so we we talked about it. We just reviewed this because it just came out uh, this past week. Um, but yeah, this gets really hot. You need air kind of going over it, or it will overheat. That's kind of the drawback of these new drives at the start. A lot of companies are actually selling drives that have fans on them as well. Um, so this one does not, and you will need again. You need some type of air flowing over this, or it will overheat. So mm. those are things to keep in mind. But um, I'm excited because I always, I tell Ryan this all the time. I say, I'm, I'm the super fast storage guy and um, I want the fastest storage possible at all times. Um, So that's what you're going to get with this. Now 
you have to keep in mind that you do need a current generation system either on the AMD side, like X670 or X670, X670E, and on the Intel side, Z690, Z790. So these are all brand new platforms that have come out in the past two years um, to even support this type of speed. Um, but if you are on those platforms, it's likely that you are an enthusiast and you want something this fast. Um, so I think that's the that's kind of the big thing for me at the show. We're not in a a period where we're launching a new CPU or GPU architecture yet. So that's kind of, that's typically the big kind of announcements that you would see at a show like this. But again, no new CPUs coming out or GPUs coming out as far as architecture. And we don't have really new motherboards or anything like that as well. So I think for me, it's the Gen 5 storage is the, uh, is the really cool thing at the show. Fine. What about you? Uh, yeah. So I've, I, I was thinking about this for a little bit, and I think what's actually been the most amazing to me are some of the advancements and changes in fans at uh, Computex. And you, you're thinking, like, fans, like, how different can they get? I know they've added lights to them, but their companies are finally doing the thing where they're cleaning up the cabling that we have going on with these fans. So right now, if you're, you know, uh, oh, someone yeah. like me or Bob, and we put the RGB lighting on our fans, we've got cables for that. We've got the the PWM cable to, you know, control the fan itself. And it just becomes a mess because you've got to run all those cables back to a, a controller or something. We're getting a lot better just integration of those fans with each other. So uh, whether they click together and make their contacts that way without any uh, cables in between them or just simplifying things to a single cable between fans. Um, we're seeing everything from, you know, pogo pins and connectors that just kind of use tension to keep those connections um, together. We're even seeing type C connectivity between them, uh, just mm -hmm. kind of utilizing that USB type C connectivity. Um, I even saw some fans from, and I'm trying to remember who it was, but in the middle of the hub where your fan blades come out, they have an LCD screen on them now. So we've seen LCD screens added to like the pump housings on all-in-one uh, liquid coolers, but now we're seeing that type of screen on the fan itself. And so they're showing everything from RPMs of that individual fan to system temperatures to Pac-Man running across it, whatever <laughs> you want. Uh, there's, you know, unlimited amount of things you can put on them. So um, it, it may seem like an odd choice, but it's some really cool advancements that we're seeing this year. Um, and I feel like this year we're also seeing just a lot more cool and more variety of products. I was talking to Bob the other day saying it feels like Computex is really back this year um, hmm. from the last couple of years. It just feels like the amount of news and new products that I've seen come out has been so much more than the last few years, which makes sense. Yeah. Since I've been following you guys the last couple of years, on five, six, seven years, whatever that's been, how long have you been podcasting now, Bob? How long's the podcast? Good question. At least four or five years, Ryan. Okay. I think. Well, yeah, at least because I've at been least, oh, yeah. four or five. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so it's been at least that long. So, so say the last four years. It's um, I've been um, I've kind of been surprised by that we're still building computers. Right. And it's and that like, yeah, well, let me ask you this question, Bob. Do you think computers get built, you know, by individuals more today than they did five years ago? Are we seeing an uptick or uptick in trend? Or is it just more boutique and you have a smaller group of enthusiasts, but they're buying all the high end stuff? Do you, um, do you have I, a I, feeling for that? 
I really think that more people are building their own PC now um, with popularity of streamers and games. Um, you know, when, when Ryan and I started gaming, like PC gaming wasn't cool. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a thing that everybody did and building your own PC wasn't a thing that everybody did, but you know, you see these people on, on Twitch and YouTube, these popular streamers, and then, you know, uh, some kid out there wants to build, you know, he wants to be like his favorite gamer or streamer and build his own PC, right? So you have that whole group of people. You also had a large amount of people, uh, you know, who were forced to work from home and they were given, you know, a couple thousand dollars from, mm-hmm. from the comp, you know, from their company to be like, hey, you know, buy, buy yourself a, PC, right? And a lot of people decided to not just buy, you know, go to Best Buy and buy something. They wanted to build their own thing. So they did that. And then, like you said, there's also just enthusiasts like us that are building their own PC. They don't want something that's set to their own thing. They want to build it themselves. They want to put in the lights that they want. They want to do all that. So I think, especially compared to five, six years ago, there there is a lot more people building their own PCs, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, again, just even for work or if it's for gaming or again like if you're just an enthusiast i think uh there's all those different segments now are gamers showing their pc as part of the the video like i mean you you've bob you got one in the background there and certainly they are works of art in a lot of ways yeah are they are they showing up in the streams at least yeah there's a lot of streamers that will even do a collab too so like a streamer would do a collab with somebody like us or somebody that would build them their own you know, custom PC for gaming. And a lot of um, custom uh, boutique shops will build PCs like specifically for streamers as well. I um, mean, like a lot of them do have it like in the, in their background, right? Like you'll see the PC, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. They're beautiful works of art. I was just thinking we, we've, every time we have you on and I, we probably won't do it this time, but every time we, we talk about cases and, Man, cases have come a long way as far as just yeah. being a, they're like yeah. a piece of furniture, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> I mean, they've got, Bob's got one sitting right there and yeah. you say furniture. I mean, it has wood on it, it has yes. maple, right? Or, yeah, so, well, I guess we are going to talk about cases. Just a little, just a, <laughs> yeah, just this a little is shot a, of it. What, so, is, what is that, Bob? So, this is the brand new Fractal Design Terra. It, it, this whole thing's a PC and it's, it's so small. It's, uh, their new m- mini ITX system. 10.4 uh, liter case, which is extremely small. I mean, you could really fit this in a backpack, but it's a full, fully fledged PC. Um, of course, Fractal's just making the case. I built a PC that's inside of here, but all aluminum has the wood on the front. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. What'd you yeah. put in there? What what's what's the, what hardware um, is in there? Like a, it's a Ryzen system. You can actually here, hold on. Let me. I get what like a 3700x. Yeah, 3700x. I have a 3050 in here. <sighs> I have um, SFX power supply, some some RGB memory. Obviously, I don't have the system turned on, so you can't see it. Yeah. But um, we're glad that you don't. We we don't want you to get shot. <laughs> yeah, and then so what's really cool about this case too is like the doors kind of pop up like that. So then on the opposite side, are those magnetic? Up. Is that like do they magnetically close? Um, yeah, sort of. Yeah. They kind of like lock into place. Yeah. On the other side, I have my graphics card, so you can. Oh wow! See, yeah. So, and it's like I said, all in this small little package that. But that's a really, full size GPU. Yeah. Right so this inside this of there. Yeah, this case will actually support the brand new RTX forty ninety if you really wanted to put it in here, which is super cool. 
Um, and, yeah. and the power and the power supply required. Yeah. And the power supply required. Oh, and yeah, you can, you can even do water cooling in this case, surprisingly. Jeez. Um, what's that run for? What's that? What's uh, this, that retail? It's uh one seventy nine for the, oh. for the case. And See, they have it in, reasonable. I have the silver one. They have a really cool green, like a jade color. And then they have a black one as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I said, we weren't going to talk about cases. Sorry, I, I just had to, you it. mentioned furniture and I knew that that thing had wood on it and I just yeah. see it sitting there and I'm like, we've got to at least mention it. No, it's, it's super yeah, cool. No, it, it just came, it just came out, uh, yesterday. What was it yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. Your right? post, you, you just posted the, about it. The case itself. Yeah. The, the, the case. case itself just okay. came out yesterday. So, yeah. and do you have a post? I think yeah. Yeah. So we work? have okay. a, we have a full written review on the website as well as a video on our YouTube channel. And just for folks who say, oh, now I want to check it out. It's a, t- tell us again what it is. It's called the Fractal Design Terra, T-E-R-R-A. Okay. Uh, cool. You can check it out. Yeah. Super yeah, small. no, it's beautiful. I mean, it just is. It, But as I look at all the parts, cases, uh, we're going to talk about monitors here in a second. They've gotten really pretty beautiful as well. They're just not they're not utilitarian anymore. I mean, some of them can be, but yeah, but man, we are, we are really, um, they, they are really looking good. And the lighting of course is spectacular. You can make it do yeah. literally anything that you yeah. want. So some, some, okay. Well, it's, it was just a thought I had. I was like, it feels like there's more momentum around the self build or for, for PC builders, but I, you guys would know uh, more than I, I mean, I, I built one this year. So, <laughs> You I know. think there's a lot of good resources too, like PC part picker, right? We oh, didn't have that, like Bob right. mentioned, when we were building those first gaming PCs. Now you can throw mm-hmm. these lists together, PC part picker. It's going to show you your incompatibilities, your uh, your power usage, and it's mm-hmm. going to recommend you and say, hey, you need more power, a larger power supply for this combination of CPU and GPU, yeah. everything like that, and you know tracks all the prices. So those resources, I think, have made it a little easier as far as figuring out what components to put yeah. inside of that build as well. No. No, that's right. That's right. My build, by the way, love that thing. It just does. It's so awesome to have. And uh, and so appreciate you guys' help with that. Bob, I want to go back to these uh, Gen 5 PCI Express uh, storage. Uh, that drive that you were holding up, what's the size on that thing? How much memory? This this one is uh, two terabytes. Uh, most of the drives you'll see come out will be available Typically, one terabyte, two terabyte, four terabytes. Probably later this year, you will see eight terabyte drives, but there'll be few and far between. Yeah. What's the price point? So for one and two, what are the what are they? One and I think probably I have to look at the pricing on this. Gen four Um, is dirt cheap right now. Yeah. So I I think like a one terabyte, you'll probably be around the one fifty range. Two terabytes around two twenty-five, and then probably four terabyte is going to be more in the four or five hundred dollar range. Yeah, but I even think. that, I mean, for the Gen fives, that's that the yeah. one and two terabyte level. That's pretty reasonable. It, you know, the one and you can get now. Like I think you can get a two terabyte uh, Gen four for a hundred bucks. Yeah, nine hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the prices have gotten. Uh, so, if you're listening to this and you're you've been waiting and you're a value buyer like I am, you don't want to miss right now for storage. Like you should be picking up. I don't know if you're going to find it too much cheaper. Although how long does it typically, so for gen five to kind of fully roll out and kind of consume the market, what is that? What what do you think that normally takes Bob? I mean, that's, that's going to be years. Okay. Um, Just because again, only a certain amount of platforms support it. Yeah. Right. But by the end of the year, a bunch will, right? 
Yeah, but we're not going to see new platforms from AMD or Intel till like the end of the year. Um, And again, these currently run too hot that they're not, you're not going to be able to throw this in a laptop either. There's just not the heat constraints aren't there yet. As this platform matures, you'll see that stuff sort of happen. But I think even Gen 4 isn't necessarily mainstream yet. I mean, right. I was going to say, oh, really? It felt like we were on Gen 3 for quite a while. Yeah. Right, yeah. storage and four still feels new, even to me. Um, I feel like we're kind of getting shrunk, it's getting squeezed by three and five, just its age span. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think we'll be on four for quite a while for, for mainstream, yeah, yeah. Um, Bob, those run you mentioned at 14 15 gigs per second. Do you, do you really need like? I mean, you, are you asking me or are you asking the normal person? Oh, well, I'm gonna ask you, then I'm gonna ask Ryan, do <laughs> you funny. need 15? Like, why do you need 15 gig? And it, maybe you uh, do, but why do I you think, need it? Like, I think that the actual practical application would be somebody who's working in media, yeah. um, some some you know professional commercial uh, video editor who's working with like 8K files that they need the fastest speed possible, right? Um, I mean, for somebody like me, I I don't even in my you know, I'm editing 4K video. I don't need that speed. You're not going to theoretically use that. Um, but there will be applications where people do need that type of speed. I I just like having the fastest speed. It's not going to be noticeable. Even if you compare Gen 4 to Gen 5, in most cases, it it's not going to be noticeable. Um, but I like, like, you know, I'm an enthusiast. I like being on the fastest platform possible. Yeah. Um, but there will be people who will take advantage of it. Um, again, in the more media, maybe like 3D modeling type space, I think that will be where people actually really use it. And just so f- for reference, Gen 4 max, seven about 7 gig per second. Yeah, about se- like it, technically it's like 7.87, technically. Okay. Yeah. 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 Close sevens. Yeah. Seven is a good, and it doubles to 14. That's kind of how yeah. I that's kind of how I remember it. I put a one terabyte uh, w, uh, Western Digital, uh, their high end to take advantage of the full speed on that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I, may have, I probably paid a hundred bucks for that uh, back in November when I bought it, right? And yeah. and now the two terabytes going for that price <laughs> or maybe yeah. a little, maybe just a little bit, a little bit more than that. Ryan, what do you need? Like, is there anything you can think of that you would need 15 gig per second or 14 gig per second to? Outside of Bob's scenario, no, yeah, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm just running Gen 4 on my main uh, drive here. And, you know, I don't have a real use case for that amount of bandwidth, right? The IOPS to me are more important of like how quick can it access pieces of files everywhere on the drive as opposed mm. to just a raw transfer of large amounts of data, right? Um, so Gen 4 is fine for me. Honestly, Gen 3 is still fine for a lot of people as well. Um, so I, and I've really, I have a mix of storage in the system. I've got everything from a Gen 4 drive, uh, NVMe drive. I've got a Gen 3 NVMe drive. And then I have two SATA-based, you know, SSD still and Bob's over there probably shaking his head going, what are you doing, man? Yes, I know I could replace them with a two terabyte Gen 4 drive yeah. for, you know, for yeah. nothing, but I just haven't. So Well, and I had a uh I had a one terabyte SSD uh th- sitting around. So I put I I put that in there. I just as backup yeah, you know, storage for yeah. it. 
fast enough, right? From that standpoint, Bob, would you say anything more? I would say, I think for people who may be looking at upgrading their storage, I always say you'll notice a difference between a normal hard drive, like a thick, you know, you'll notice a difference between a normal hard drive and a 2.5 inch SSD. And then you will notice the difference between that 2.5 inch SSD and an NVMe drive, whether it's uh, Gen 3, Gen 4, Gen 5, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So if you're on, you know, the big hard drive, a uh, big, thick, you know, 3.5 inch hard drive. If you upgrade to an NVMe drive, you know, an M.2, um, you'll instantly notice a difference. Like your oh, yeah. Windows load time will probably be cut in half, if not more than that. Yeah. Bob, you also have an article out there at thinkcomputers.org about a um, an SSD in RAID for Gen 5 running at yeah. 23 gigs per second. So yeah. like... <laughs> That's which is so. Tell tell me a little bit about that. About that. Yeah. So uh, let me bring it up here. So MSI, uh, who makes a bunch of different uh, types of components, but they um, they put two of their brand new. Uh, they're called their Spadium M570 Pros. They put two of those in RAID. Uh, they need an external card to even do this. It won't run on like a normal uh, motherboard. But yeah, they put them in um, RAID. Uh, which, which, depending on which uh, type of RAID you do, um, you could theoretically double your speed almost or get close to it. So they put it in RAID 0, um, and yeah, 22 gigabytes a second read, 23 gigabytes a second write, uh, which is insane. And the fact that, I mean, you can see how big the coolers are on those as well, uh, that you know nothing was overheating on those uh, in that type of configuration. That's, those are little tiny NVMe with these big giant yeah. um, fans on them. Like that, That's how they have to keep them cool yeah. for the, this yeah. first, I, I call this like the yeah. first generation of Gen 5. And we had the yeah. same, we had the same issues with Gen 3 and Gen 4. The first generation, they run hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were going to get into into that and but you wanted stability, you might want to wait for the next round, right? Yeah, I would okay. say and it has a lot to do with the firmware too. So the firmware is the software that's running on the, the drives and most of the drives that you'll see are based on this one controller, uh the Fizon E26, and that firmware is constantly being updated so they could, you know, continue to update it where it addresses a lot of those issues, but again, as the entire platform you know gets more mature you will you know see where you don't need those big heat sinks where you don't need the active cooling fans although that's good for ryan because he likes anything cooling so (laughs) i do (laughs) not wrong we were we were talking in our chat last night uh you know about these uh, gen 5 drives and there's the you know one of the people in chat mentioned the corsair water block and that he had considered upgrading, you know, and putting a water block on there. And it's just, just funny, the size and efforts of coolers that we're going to, to keep these things cool. And, uh, yeah. just, just kind of crazy, especially for this first generation, such here. a tiny space, you know, such yeah. a small space, not a lot of surface area to work with. Uh, the challenge is going to be there and they may have to rethink the form factor at some point and say, you know, this made sense when we first started going this way, but based on cooling needs, we may need to flatten this thing out or widen it out a little bit to get more surface area. I think area the, cool. the problem is, is that you run the, you know, cause it is on the motherboard. There's only yeah. a certain amount of space. And I think right. a lot of motherboard manufacturers now they're, you know, the first time we saw 
NVMe slots on motherboards, we had like one, you get one. Right. Now boards are having four, right? Yeah. So I think they're doing uh, quantity over as far as, you know, as far as making that drive actually longer and having more yeah. surface area. Well, given it, maybe even giving it cooling priority on the board, some of those. Yeah, I think slots you may were, see that. I right think you behind. may see that. Yeah, you know, they were they'd be on the underside of the motherboard, and it, and that may not be. Well, it's a compact spot. In some cases, that might be right up against metal or pretty yeah. close, right? And you're not going to sure. get a fat cooler in there, or a, a, a you know a fat fan to be able to get rid of you know be able to get rid of that heat. I think. The board I the board I have or that I bought back in November, I think that supports one Gen four and one Gen three. Would that sound right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so not that I would necessarily make a jump right at this point to Gen five, but we'll have the links to both those articles we were talking about, both the 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 um, the um, Gen five review and that that crazy looking uh, raid configuration. And that's the, those over at thinkcomputers.org. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Anything else on that before I, I want to I change I think that's basically subject. it. I mean, it's, it's the fastest, technically the fastest you can get on, a, you know, a normal consumer platform, yeah. which is uh, pretty yeah. awesome. And fairly reasonably priced. Like I, I, you, a graphic yeah, design could, could move to that platform for storage today and get a media benefit out of it with very little without having to do very much, right? Yeah. If the board supported it and do they have, can you, could you buy, so say I had a, a, a gen board back, could I buy a PCI card that would support gen five and give me that or, and no, no, it has to be built in. Yeah. The so the, yeah. So the motherboard has to support gen five, Okay. Um, whether it's on, so you could get an expansion card if the motherboard didn't have the M.2 slot, but it, it has to have Gen 5 on one of the PCI Express slots. Okay. Okay. Well, some uh, some interesting things coming with that. And I think, you know, if you if you want to be cutting edge, you're going to pay for it with heat. There may be cooler options here coming um, in the future. Speaking of cooler options, what is up with 4090s? Like, what's going on in the world of GPUs right now? Because for a while, I think the last time I had you guys on, it was a mess. They were just starting to release them. And it was kind of, you could get them, but you couldn't get them. And I, anyways, I just remember it being a mess. It seems like it's calmed down and have prices come down. Bob, where are we uh, at? I mean, <laughs> the prices are pretty much the same as when they launched. I mean, as far as on the NVIDIA side, you have the RTX 4090, you have a 4080, you have a 4070, or you have a 4070 Ti, then you have a 4070, then you have a 4060 Ti, and then the 4060 is also coming as well. Um, and that price range goes from what, Ryan, 1600 all the way down to 400? Yeah, 1600 for the 4090 and 400 for the 4060 Ti. Yeah. Right um, I think at the end of the day, for a lot of people, the prices are still too high, even for that $400 card. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's not. It's not great, I'd say, compared to, you know, we're Ryan and I have been, you know, buying and, and talking about graphics cards for like a very long time. And we just remember, at least it seemed in the past that we were getting a little more value from these type of cards, whereas 
we just right. don't feel like we're getting as much value. There is a lot of choice out there uh, on both NVIDIA and AMD side. And you can go to the store today and buy cards, which is definitely a good thing. You have Intel also on the lower end as well. Um, and they're continually updating things to make their cards better too with software and things like that. Um, but I think for anybody who's you know upgrading or building a new PC, you have options that are within reason. I mean, $400 on the low end is, I would say, within reason for a graphics card. It's not like, you know, you're in the seven, $800 range just to buy a mm-hmm. graphics card. Um, but again, there are, like I said, there are a ton of options out there. Yeah. Ryan, you talked to me off the ledge a couple times as I was, I bought a 4060 Ti. I paid $399 for it, 400 bucks, let's say. That's pro, would, I think so. That probably be about the same price today, right? You bought a 3060 Ti, 3060 right? Ti. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Because that wasn't out yet. Well, 30. So would that have gone down in price now if I were to go, if I were to you get would, that You would think car? so, but yeah. no. No? No. Oh. Not really. Yeah, the older cards are keeping Older cards have not. Yeah, yeah, they haven't dropped off like you would expect, unfortunately. Yeah, so, they've stayed the um, same. Well, okay, and, so would you have talked me you talked me off the ledge a couple times. I was like, maybe I'm gonna buy more than I need. And you're like, eh, for what you do. Would you give me the same advice today if I were if I were shopping for that? Or would would you have with a forty sixty being four hundred bucks or is it four or six? I, uh, $400 for the 4060 yeah. Ti. Um, and that's for like the founder's edition card, right? Mm-hmm. There's, and then there's some reference cards or not reference, just add in board partner cards that are going to be that same price. And then they also have versions where they can make them with a little more, you know, overclocking and improved cooling, um, and have a little higher price point, but I'd actually possibly steer you towards AMD, um, especially okay. in the next couple I don't remember the exact uh, date, but they have one coming out, the RX 7600, and its price point is going to be 269. Oh. Um, so that's going to be a really nice card, I think, uh, as far as value. You know, we don't know the performance just yet, but I anticipate it being a pretty good option for a lot of folks um, because their next card up is uh, kind of their previous generation, a, a 6750 XT. Um, it's $420. Um, on that card, um, and it's a still a really nice performing card. Um, but yeah, I would I would talk you down from you know going with the a seventy level series card, um, either on the three thousand series or the four thousand series, and and drop you down or consider going with this AMD card about to come out. Yeah, I have appreciated it because I really haven't used it that much. <laughs> now, listen, I've Good. I've done some flight some flight simulator. Yep. I have I I have played some games on it. It is my video box. It it will process. I mean, the M1 processes the podcast stuff really, really well for what I do. I could do it on either box. It's nice to have a backup for me for that. Like if I needed to, if the say the M1 failed, the, the mini failed, I could easily move everything over to the new box, bring that up online and be ready to go within you know a couple hours. Uh, so it's great having that backup. Bob, would you would you talk me off the if I right now, if I said, hey, I want to upgrade to a 40. 60 ti for that same price point would would you talk me off the ledge or would you say go for yeah, it i would i wouldn't think for what you do that you need a current gen like a new generation card i just doesn't seem like that would be something that you know you could spend the a little bit extra money that you are gonna you know uh spend on that card you could get a better ssd or something that you'll see mm. you know with an ssd you can kind of see 
like I said, you'll notice your boot up times faster and your apps load faster. That would be better for you than, you know, getting a current gen or new gen graphics card. And I'll, one thing I'll add to that is like, so we've, there's the jump from, let's say a 3060 uh, TI to 4060 TI, right? There's not a really large percentage performance gain between the two on standard, like, rasterization 3d graphics but the thing that really helps the 4060 ti is the implementation of dlss uh 3.0 uh from nvidia that kind of does some of that you know extra frames in there and you can really get a nice boost in performance depending on the game you're playing and things like that but if you're not going to take advantage of that moving from like that 3000 series to the 4000 series just doesn't make sense yeah i've really tried to get into gaming I just, I did, I did buy the Oculus headset. I was curious. I have, yeah. I have paired them and I've done that and it works great. Like it, I have zero complaints. It is plenty of power for, for what, for what I need. You guys nailed it as far as is getting it right. It just hilarious. I was trying to buy more and both of you were like, eh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think you could, yeah. I think you can, um, you know, I think you can bring that down some. So, but it's it, it in some ways I, I have seen some I thought maybe GPU prices were coming down or coming back a little bit. I have seen some deals, new egg deals or some of those kinds of things from time to time. But it doesn't sound like sounds like it's stabilized. Yeah. But not really gone down for yeah, most for, for most people. And but you stores can find have, them now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Stores have them in stock, right? You can go, you know, to your micro center or new egg or wherever you want to go and get a card. Okay. No, the the other thing we always talk about, and this is one of these areas where I think the pricing is just like, and you guys know I'm a monitor. I love monitors, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've got now an ultra wide and a 27 inch 1440 curved monitor that I love. I just put the two side by side. One, the 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 ultra wide I work off of, the gaming one is perfect for for watching videos on and gaming and some of those kinds of things. But it seems like right now monitors are getting better at the same price. Is that Bob, would you say that's a true statement? Like they keep making jumps in, in quality and in components, but not necessarily, they're not, they're not getting that much more expensive. That's what it seems like. Yeah, I would say, I mean, we have new technologies, uh, you know, uh, mini led OLED technologies where you will pay a premium, but for like the normal display, you know, that has the same type of tech that that's been in monitors for a while. Yeah, the prices have gone down. It's just like anything. I mean, it's it's all about the glass, right? It's all about the, the actual glass. And, you know, just like our TVs, you know, remember how much a 60 inch flat screen, mm-hmm. you know, cost a few years ago compared to now. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're getting really good deals. You can get um you know, like the monitor that's in front of me is a 49 inch. I mean, there was a time where you couldn't find a 49 inch ultra wide for, you know, under a thousand dollars. And you can pick some of these up for six, 600 bucks now, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brian asked a good question. He says, uh, have you found that just about all the components are reasonably in good supply? You know, think about just a couple of years ago when you couldn't find anything. Do you guys feel like the supply chain is, is fairly normal? Yeah. Especially? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's um pretty much you can get anything. Um, like Ryan said, go to your local uh, store or you can pick them up online. Um, there's not much that you can't get. 
I would say, yeah. as far as PC components. I mean, like, mid to late 2020 through early 2022, um, in my day job, right? Mm-hmm. I was having month, multiple month um, lead times on just standard, you know, 19 and 22 inch monitors uh, for desktops and and laptops, right? Like some things were almost up to six month lead times to get things. Um, I haven't made an order in a while, but now we're back to like, oh, it's going to ship today. You know, if I order early enough in the morning or it's going to ship tomorrow. And that's even if I wanted 50 or a hundred of them, right. And they're going to ship and they're going to be here next week type of thing. So um, I've really seen an improvement there, which has made my life at work (laughs) so much smoother to, you know, anticipate lead times for, you know, uh, needs there. So, yeah, I I think we've, I don't know that there's any component right now that's um, tough to get that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, that, and that memory I've is super been, te- cheap to right now. Yeah, as well. <laughs> everything. I mean, the only thing is like newer products, right? Um, with things that go through custom, sometimes there's issues at like the port and it won't get into Newegg or it won't get into Amazon initially, but then you'll see it in like a week. Um, but beyond that, yeah, there's no real issues with anything. With memory being cheap, with hard drive prices getting reasonable, I think, right? With motherboards fairly stable and you're able to get, you're able to find them and get them and fairly reasonably priced chips. You, Bob, you mentioned chips are, we're in a stable spot with them. There's yeah. no new announcements. And so those prices, in fact, the one I bought came all the way back down to what I bought it for back in November. And then I think it was even a little bit cheaper at one point. So is now another sweet time to, to maybe put besides the GPUs, which they're not more expensive at least, but would now be a good time to put a system build together, do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a great time. I, I would say the best times is always in between launches, right? So like I had said, you're, we're in between a CPU launch, we're in between a GPU launch. Um, and at, currently there are really great prices on on DRAM products. So that includes SSDs and your memory. Um, and um, like, like we also said, everything's available, right? So the problem before was, you know, there, everything was like decently priced, but then you couldn't get things. You had to wait for your power supply. You had to wait for your graphics card to come in. Um, and it could have been months. And now that everything's available and it's, the prices are pretty, you know, steady. It, it's a great time. Pretty stable. Yeah. It just seems reasonable and stable and maybe a good, maybe a good time. If you were thinking about, would it be, do you think if you were buying right now, well, Bob, this it's probably not fair to ask you this question because you'd say yes to it. It's an easy one. So let me ask Ryan this question, Ryan, you're upgrading right now. Do you go gen five? Do you go the higher ends of the Intel or the AMD side of things? Do you, you know, I put 128 gig of Ram in my PC when we did this because I knew because the last two, I had to go find it to upgrade it to its max. So I was kind of like, yeah, with it being as cheap as it is, do you think, would you be tempted to go high end on, not high, yeah, yeah, high end. Would you be tempted to do some of that right now or would you go back value? If I hadn't have bought my 5800X3D just in November to upgrade my system. So I took advantage of AMD's AM4 platform, right? Where I could swap from a 3800X CPU to a 5800X3D. Um if I wouldn't have done that in November, um, I would say, yes, I would probably move on to AMD's or Intel's latest platforms and go with a, a newer GPU uh, as well. You know, fifth gen 
Well, I'd probably stick with a fourth gen uh, solid state drive right now, just because I don't want to deal with the possibility of yeah. having to keep that thing cool okay. and not yeah. doing it well enough. And I don't want to liquid cool it and I don't want a huge heat sink hanging off of it. Um, so I would probably stick with gen four to start knowing that I could upgrade to like one of these later revisions of a gen four drive when they become more stable. Um, but right now I'm happy with my, you know, previous gen system. I've got a 2000 series GPU in here. So I am looking to update that in this build, but I'm also looking to shrink this build down. I have one of those enormous cases with, you know, tons of cooling and everything. I'm looking to get something smaller, kind of like the case that Bob has there. I saw another case at uh, Computex that I'm kind of interested in. So it's got me thinking again, going mini ITX, but staying on this AM4 platform uh, from AMD and not moving up to the the newest uh, platform, to be honest. So we'll see. I don't know. I I never commit though. So yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he sounds like me. He's I, I listen. I really struggled with it. We talked about it and talked about it. Yeah. And then I'm still like I, I in Amazon. I built my whole PC build and then put it in the save it for later uh, section yeah. so that I could kind of monitor the price of it as it went because I was like, darn it, I want to make sure <laughs> you know. And actually, you know, we've said this before. It was a really good buy. November was a really yeah. good time. To yeah. Buy. Right. And with, with the Black Friday deals and some of the other things. And then the price came back and then it's slowly been inching its way back. And, uh, and so if you've been, if you're listening and you've been holding off, eh, now maybe may a, a time. Would Bob, let me ask you this question. Would you buy a built unit at this point? Is there anything, you know, would you buy a, a, a PC that was built for you from one of those, you know, I mean, game? I personally wouldn't because I would like to build my own, but we, we've always talked about how pre-builds are just as good as building your own PC. You know, there's people that one don't know how to do it or don't want to learn how to build their own PC. They don't have the time and it's just convenience, right? You can pick up, uh, you know, you can go to Best Buy or you can go to micro center or whatever, and you can walk in the store, buy the PC, go home, plug it in, and you're good to go, right? Whereas, you know, you order parts, you wait for the parts to come in, and then you have to build the whole thing, and that's usually a couple-hour process, and you have to do all that. Well, you know, Ryan and I enjoy doing that. A lot of people may not. And the pre are going to have everything that the system you build yourself is going to have, right? It's going to have, and again, you can completely, a lot of them, you can completely spec out the way that you want, right? You can pick the graphics card, you can pick the CPU, you can pick how much memory you have, you can pick, you know, how many hard drives you want. You can do all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. And you you also get like that support, right? That's if you're building it yourself, you're like, all right, I, I am my own support. And now I have to work with, Asus on the motherboard and Gigabyte on the, my graphics card and Corsair yeah. on my memory. Or I can call up CyberPower or uh, you know someone another integrator and that builds them and say, yeah, "Hey, this thing's not working. Fix it." Well, Jim Jim just asked that question in chat. He said, "If you don't buy a pre-built from say Dell and use their support tool, how do you automate driver and BIOS updates?" Right to Ryan, that's to your point. When you're putting these PCs together and they're all kinds of different manufacturers how do you streamline that i think most of it i mean most everything is run through your motherboard right and with all the new motherboards now though actually as soon as you install windows like your windows boots up for the first time it will ask you if you want to install the auto driver installer and through that tool it will 
update your drivers and your motherboard BIOS. I, you're really not going to be updating any, any other BIOSes like on your graphics card or anything like that. Um, so that, you know, that tool will update your uh, everything that's on the motherboard as far as drivers. And then like your graphics card driver, you can do manually, but it's also updated through Windows now too. So, you know, Windows update will update your graphics card driver to, to the latest one whenever it updates as well. So um, it's pretty streamlined these days. It's not like you're going to some obs- you know obscure website and downloading some weird file to update uh, driver or BIOS anymore. Yeah, yeah. Their their driver packages for those mainstream motherboards cover everything. And then yeah. if you if you're you know if you have an NVIDIA and I think AMD does the same thing, they've got software that you yeah. can install that'll tell you as well. Hey, this yep. is up to date. So so Jim, you're right. Jim Shoemaker, you are right. Um, I think it's more complicated, but I don't know if it's that much more complicated. You know, you're talking about your motherboard drivers and then maybe, maybe the software drivers for your graphics card to make sure those are, that's probably where you get the most lift. And I can't ever remember ever updating a BIOS on a hard drive or right. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm one of those people that is uh, pretty much a set it and forget it unless there's yeah. like a critical like security vulnerability or something's broken and there's a fix for the BIOS. Like I was running on a not an old BIOS for my motherboard, but I just upgraded it about a month ago and t- took advantage of some extra features in there. And it actually improved my uh, clock speeds on my CPU as well as the temperatures for it and is actually reduced the power of it. So that, that's an advantage of that. But I'm a person that if it's not broken, I'm not going to adjust it. Now, with my video card driver, though, if you're wanting to play the latest and greatest game, right, NVIDIA or AMD, they're always tweaking those newest drivers for those latest games and optimizing them so you get the best performance. So that's one where you do want to. But outside of that, me personally, I'm like, if it's not broke, I'm not touching it. Um, Bob, are you from a, from a maintenance standpoint on the PCs that you do run on a regular basis to keep pretty close track it or cause, or do you set it and forget it? Like, Ryan? Yeah. So like for my personal PC that I use, I do keep, you know, my graphics card driver up to date. Um, as far as like motherboard bio stuff, kind of like what Ryan said, if there's, if there's an update that fixes a security thing or like there's a new feature that they've developed that they put into the BIOS, I'll go ahead and update it. But if not, yeah, motherboard BIOS kind of stays the same, but I keep all my other drivers kind of up to date, uh, especially when it comes to graphics card drivers. If you're doing, if you're working in like Adobe applications, you want your graphics card drivers up to date. And obviously with games, the same type of thing. So, I mean, that's, and again, that's all automated through NVIDIA. Like if you have their GeForce experience software, on your PC, it will tell you, you have a new driver update and you just hit install and you're kind of good yeah. to go. It, take, it, it takes good care of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that's why I always break something when it like, <laughs> when, Oh, there's a BIOS when it's just like optional. And then I'm like, Oh, sure. Why not? And then I always regret it. You know, I'm like, ah, yeah. I should have done that. Why can't I leave it alone? You know, it, it does nothing for me. Uh, at yeah. least I think it does yeah. nothing for me. So, yeah, that's usually when I break it. Um, I want to circle back on the monitor discussion. And Bob, I want to ask you this question. Do we need flat monitors anymore, just to be honest? Or, or could everything be curved? Why would you want a flat monitor in 2020? Um, I think for a lot of businesses, flat monitors make sense. I, for what? I personally... For 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, uh, um, and I think for, I, I guess not so much monitors, but I mean, flat TVs, especially for like, if you're at a bar, you don't want it to be curved to just oh, you true. standing true. right there. True. Right. True. Um, true. You know, and, you know, presentation monitors and things like that. But I mean, I prefer curved, Um, you know, you're sitting, it's made. So you are immersed in whatever you're doing. Um, And I think that's, that's awesome. But I mean, like anything, I mean, the flat monitor has its, and there's people that do prefer them. They don't want the curve, right? Right. Um, Yeah. Ryan's one of those people. Yeah. Why Ryan? Why? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's. So my setup is, you know, I have three monitors, one main one in front of me that's centered and then one to the side and it's angled towards me. So in theory, it's kind of a curved setup, but I just, when I've used them, I just don't prefer that Mm. curve. I don't know what it is. Um, Maybe if I had one and I'm sure I would get used to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, like the, the sometimes increased cost, depending on the size, right. Just doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I've found, we have 34 inch ultra wides, Dell ultra wides at work. So every that's your kind of your main work. And then I like my laptop screen as my second monitor there. In uh, there's another office I go to where I have that same screen and then a second por- in portrait mode because I have to work on this application that just shows up better in portrait, right? But uh, Bob, I didn't think about the flat screen from a presentation standpoint when we think of a group of people like. The curve screen is ideal for one person yeah. in front of it, right? But then as soon as you you got multiple people, I guess I didn't. Yeah, and just like anything. how you said with having something in portrait, I mean, a curved screen is not going to look that great in, in portrait unless it's really designed to do right. that. Right. Um, you know, so yeah. that, that's another thing. The, the other thing uh, I have found on the 34-inch, uh, models that they don't, you know, you don't get a full 1080p split between the two, right? Yeah. You, it's a smaller version of it. And I think most Windows applications and websites are optimized for HD or 1080p. Mm-hmm. And so you get this more, when you try to divide them equally, you, I don't know if it's as, as good of as an experience. Do you have your, no? do you have your, uh, what do they call that in Windows Run? The Zoom or the application oh, scaling. application scaling turned I on? Have it. I have it set at the recommended. Whatever. Whatever. What is the recommended? Is. I'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I, I would just set. I'm always hundred. Yeah. If you set it hundred, you on a thirty-four inch. What's the uh, resolution on the screen? Uh, I'd have to look at that one too. I yeah, because the thirty-four should put you two screens side by side pretty well. Depending well, on the it, resolution. It does okay, but it's not as it's not as good. You know, I have two monitors side by side that I work with here for the work stuff. Yeah. Two 1080p monitors get you more real estate than than the, the them combined on a ultra wide. At least the yeah. ultra wides that I have. So um so it just is it's a little the 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 yeah and you can i could mess around with some of the scaling and yeah then it's too small you know i'm I'm kind of i don't know (laughs) it should it should be good i think i think in the a 34 again depending on the resolution that it is you should turn the scaling off you should turn the scaling off and i just gonna say i i think for me the next set of monitors i buy that way need to be 42 or wider just for me yeah that's just that's I mean, just I have third. the I have the forty nine, and I love it. Right, and I couldn't, right. I couldn't imagine going back to something smaller than this. Right. 
Um, just because, especially for work. So I have three, like three windows that are perfectly sized for me. And it's for productivity standpoint and doing our podcast, you know, I have you guys over here and I have, you know, whatever I'm looking at here and I can have something over here. Like it's, it's ultimate productivity monitor for me. Um, so yeah. 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 Well, it, you know, for me, it rolls around this way. And I think I could put a 49 on this side for work, just on the bottom layer. And it would, it would be so great. I don't know why I like that. I like, I like screen real estate so much, but I just love it. I love how it's still nine, um, nine on your desk. A 10. I have 10 now. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I have one. I have one. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, and I 10, feel like 11, I, actually, 11. Sorry, it's oh 11. Oh, my gosh. That's, a, that's too many monitors. Well, they just need, they, they, just need they're, one. They're, no. Yeah, Bob, that's blasphemy. <laughs> that's, that would be like me saying to you, hey, look, a Gen 2 uh, NVMe would be just fine for what you do. Like, you you wouldn't say yes to that. You'd be like, no. I And I need. You just need a KVM and you're good. My Well, you know, one of them, just to be fair, one of them's the home automation touchscreen. I've turned my Surface Pro into just, it primarily runs all the home automation. It just sits down here in a dock. Don't do much with it besides turn things on and off. I have a TV, a dedicated TV or a dedicated box that just when I want to watch TV, it's got a fire stick in it. And I just use it for news or watching TV down here. And then I have a, a um, camera monitor that sits up here. Okay. That's got all the home. That's got all the, you know, the ring cameras on it that I can just look up and see what's going on out there. So three, take three out of the 11 right there, but I use the rest. <laughs> you know, I got weather going on one cause I, I I'm a visual guy. I want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to open it. I just want to look to it. Okay. And I just want it there. So, yeah. See, I'm, I'm the opposite. Like I want, you know, I, I do have three windows here, but the less distractions, right? Like my yeah, phone, I it's in all my notifications when I'm working are off. Like I just, whatever I'm working on, that's what I need. I don't need to see something over, you know, I don't need a window for Twitter over here that I get distracted and want, you know, see something. I just work gaming. That's it. Yeah. 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 And Ryan's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian said, never tried using a curve monitor, but thinking about it uh, when I work a lot in Excel, I don't think I'd want one for that type of work. And actually it's, I use it um, lately. I've been having to do a work process and I'm in Excel a lot. That's never been my job. And I, I love it on a curve monitor and I love it super wide where you can get, where I can all see cells. all. I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, that works well. Tony says he doesn't want one either. I don't know what's wrong with you people. And then uh, Jim says, but Jim, if you buy a bigger monitors, you won't be able to fit as many on your desk. That is true. Numbers do matter. And uh, and that is true. But basically, if I got a 49 like you, Bob, it would replace two monitors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I always um, thought about stacking two 49s, but I just don't see, I don't see the need for it. What? Um, yeah, just <laughs> that would be awesome. It would. It would. Yeah. And I could totally do it. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it. I think it for me, too, it's like so I have this camera here. Like, where would I mount the camera? Because the camera sits above the first 49 and it's in a little bit, you know, from the top of here. So, like, where would that yeah. camera go for our podcast? Yeah. I wouldn't have a space for that. And what about the smaller curved one on top? Like, so 49 and then like the 30, whatever. The 34. It. Yeah. 
I don't need I don't need anything there. <laughs> See, I want them I want them all around me and then going up. Yeah, he the needs a, the <laughs> cockpit need a, a sphere, yeah. A yeah. dome. I need a yeah. monitor dome. Well, like yep. eventually we're supposed to have like what was that movie with Tom Cruise where you could just like Yeah. Oh, minority yeah. report. report. Yeah, minority yeah. report. That's what you know. When, when is that? Like, I want to see that at Computex. That's what I want to see. Because yeah. I'll be like, you can just take all my money, and I'll, that's what I want. <laughs> those things. Yeah, yeah. I just like, yeah. I, I would. I'm with you, Bob. I, I prefer every surface was was a display. Yeah. Well, they're just gonna, yeah. you know, eventually they'll just put them in our eyes, right? And then yeah, we yeah. can just, you well, know. Well, in VR is this way today. I can put that headset on and make yeah, yeah you screen that everywhere. whole thing a giant, like a giant screen. Yeah. And um, it's, I don't find like there, even there, I don't find like making one giant screen is good for me. I want four monitors there that I can have different things running on, and then I can grab them and pull them in if I want to make them larger. Or push them back out, you know, or just yeah. look at, just look at them, which is funny in VR. I'll actually turn my head to look, to look at, you know, you're like, uh, you don't need to do that, Jim. You could just, you know, but it's just funny how we're conditioned to, you know, to do those kinds of things. So, well, I don't think you can have enough. Um, uh, Brian says, if you don't need VR, if you have monitors, you know, 360 degrees around you and that is that's true tony's old school he says i have one 25 inch monitor and a 20 inch monitor from 20 uh, from 2006 and i i've got some old monitors here don't get me wrong i'm not, not all new i just repurposed everything the, the the 11 i have on my desk this one right here that's that would be 12 i just don't use it it's just sitting there as a backdrop at this point i should and i've got one over there kind of waiting to be used and they're older ones right you just kind of keep them around i can't let monitors yeah. go until they die i can't yeah. I, can. I, I gave a bunch of monitors away when i moved to california because i was like i'm not taking all these you know all these monitors yeah. with me yeah 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 well we were talking about you know setting up uh setting up your shed to be uh you know another an all you know alternative place whether it's a smoke shack or a whiskey shack or something some of those things I should just go in the shed and just line the roof <laughs> with monitors and all yeah. the way down the side. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be I'd never cool. use it. Cool. Let's be clear. I'd never actually use it, but it would look, it would look super cool. Um, guys, let's um, shift gears one last time. Think about what's going on with the podcast. Anything as you guys think about what's ahead, we talked a lot about Computex and you've got, you've got a lot of coverage of that. If folks are, interested in going back and seeing some of those head over to thinkcomputers.org. but what's coming ahead bob oh uh, we have a lot of stuff in to review i have some really cool keyboards that are like uh kickstarter projects um so i have a couple of actually i have two of those uh that will be coming up on the website um we have new cases ryan has some new uh, uh aio coolers there's a lot of stuff because computex happens we see all this stuff and then like two months later all these products are actually available so all the stuff you're seeing will get around, you know, end of summertime. You'll see a lot of this stuff. Uh, we'll be able to get our hands on it. Do you guys think you're the number one alternative keyboard review site on the internet? Because I, I wouldn't know, not at all. There's people that like solely do keyboards. Really? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. So, like they like they. There's YouTube channels that are like solely wow. custom keyboards and stuff like that. I mean, you guys like do all these brands you never hear of, and yeah, yeah. yeah. no, we do we do a, a decent amount of keyboards, but mm -hmm. ours are mainly focused towards gaming. We do a couple like boutique kind of style keyboards uh, from time to time, but there's people that are 
far they're far more knowledgeable than us uh there's a time i don't even know the youtube channels but there's a bunch out there that you can find um but that's why i like what we do because like we can check out that stuff every once in a while um you know but we're mainly focused on like gaming stuff you know stuff that you would find in like a best buy or um, you know, yeah. things like that. Uh, you, you're a great companion to this show in the sense that you go deep on the PC side and gaming and yeah. some of those kinds of things. You guys, a lot of the listeners here, you know, um, they, they can, for, for me, it's an area, like I'm probably not going to buy most of what you guys talk about, but I find it very interesting. And then you're, you were great in giving me advice and like, Oh, Hey, so for you get this, but, I'm sure I've got listeners that are hardcore gamers or that, you know, want to get, want to pick up some of those things. So, and you have so much variety, like you you really, anybody can find anything to get excited about on the site. So you guys cover a lot. Yeah. Some good stuff. I just, I I just, am always surprised. I'm like, wow. And there's another kind of keyboard that you can can get, you know, I'm, I'm a plain Jane, you know, Apple. Let's see if I can, I'm a plain Jane Apple guy. Right. On the, on the keyboard. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, Bob, what do you, what is that one? This is the IQ Nicks. This is the a, a 80 Explorer. I've had this. So I've reviewed probably like 20 keyboards since I've got this one, but this one just always ends up back on my desk. I love the way it looks. It's it's kind of hard because I've actually plugged in, but it has. It's just a really cool design, really cool colorway. It's mechanical. It just yeah. it looks so cool sitting on my desk. So Ryan, are you a mechanical keyboard guy? No, you've got. Oh the, yeah. you, are you? Oh yeah, you like yeah, yeah, well? absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so like I I'm back on my trusty Corsair K65, but one of the like this almost replaced it full time. This was a a new uh-huh. Cooler Master okay. uh, keyboard that they had, uh, but it's like an upgraded version with some silicone dampening pads in between the case and the pcb and some really nice like lubricated switches from the factory pbt plastic keycaps so it's like just has this so satisfying feel and sound when you're typing on it you're like oh this is nice and it's it has that feel and quality without the super premium price that you're going to get on some of those Mm. really high-end mechanical Mm. keyboards yeah jim shoemaker in chat says backlit keyboards only for me best switch i ever made and um uh, and that there is something about especially in a darker work environment oh yeah we're having backlit it's super helpful i don't um I, i'm old school and i don't have those but i know my laptop i do and it was nice i was on the deck last night it was starting to get a little dark out there and and uh you know you you hit that thing and it lights up and you're like oh this is actually pretty helpful so yeah um, you know, some good stuff. Anything else uh, coming up uh, podcast wise? You guys have been pretty consistent on Wednesday nights. How, mm-hmm. how do folks like what time and how do folks, if they're it's listening, how do they typically find you? every Wednesday at uh, 5 30 p.m. Pacific, which is what is it? Uh, 8.30 Central. 7.30 Eastern. We we are taking a week off next week because Ryan oh, is going on good. a vacation. Good. So, good for you. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, typically it's every every Wednesday, like I said, five thirty uh, Pacific, eight thirty Eastern, seven thirty. Uh, what do you guys Central? And then we we our podcast is usually right around an hour. Sometimes yeah. it runs a little bit longer. And then after that, we do a gaming stream as well. Um, and we're on all of your like podcasting uh, applications or websites. You just 
type in think computers, all one word. And, you know, we're on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, what's the other one? There's a couple sure. other ones. So, yeah. We're on, we're on all that stuff. There's so, like 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you just, if you, if you just type in think computers, all one word, our website will come up. We have links to the podcast. We have links to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, links to Twitch where we do our gaming stream, all of that stuff. So. Yeah, no, it's a fun one to listen to. If you're like this one, it's one you can come out and make comments. You guys are really good about paying attention to sometimes the comments. Bob, not so much. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan's there. He he gets them for me because I always I'm like it will be well, you know, and then I don't see them. But yeah, uh, you you might be in a you might be a little hard on yourself. I've always I think the the times I've come out there, you guys have always been uh, I've been um, pretty good about that. So I'm taking next week off too. So if you're a regular home gadget geeks listener, uh, work calls. This is our big conference that we do, and this year we're back in person and virtual. So we used to be only in person. Then during the pandemic, we were only virtual, and I begged them when they were in person to have a virtual ticket. It's like, please do a virtual ticket, and they wouldn't, and they didn't. And pandemic forced us to do both, so we have an in-person and a virtual ticket this year. And I get to host. I'm the MC of the entire virtual summit, which is kind of That's super awesome. cool. Yeah, it'll be a ton of fun to hang out that way and be there in person. We're setting up a studio in the conference center to be able to, so we'll have the virtual, it'll be labeled the virtual experience, and so We'll be interviewing people in between the breaks and stuff. It'll be kind of fun. I'm looking forward to it. But way too many things to be doing that week to be <laughs> podcasting next week. So we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take some time off and get it done. Ryan, Bob, thanks for you guys are always great to hang out with. You always this may be the first one I've come away from with you guys where I'm not spending any money. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I can't I can't think of I can't think of anything. I'm I'm set from a PC perspective. I mean, we can give you a list of things to buy. Yeah, we can give you a list of things to buy if you want. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. But right now, that's good because we uh, we I just had six thousand dollars worth of carpet installed in the house. Oh, uh, it started yeah. today. They're doing. They're finishing up tomorrow. So it's a big carpet job. This may be the time to buy the robot vacuum cleaner. You know, just kind of thinking brand yeah. new carpet. Have that thing running every yeah, couple you, Ryan, days. You have the same one I have, right? You bought this. Yeah, we one? both have the wise. Yeah, the wise one. The wise one. You guys are happy with them. Yeah. 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 yeah I haven't yeah. had any issues. It works with great. It. Yeah. Just does and just just vacuums. Does it empty itself? Does no. It, no. Yeah, but I mean, you just pop the top up, pull the little canister out, dump it, throw it yeah. back in. It's okay. great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with new carpet. Now, what about upstairs, downstairs? Do you, do you, are you I only have I, on the I have one. Floor. I live in an apartment, so yeah. I don't have upstairs. You downstairs. got one. You got one yeah. one floor. That's awesome. I definitely have two floors to contend with. So. I think there are some. There are newer ones that will go like up and down the stairs. Mm. Um, I don't know how practical that is, but yeah, no, you know, yeah, but yeah, I would say like you know, you could definitely use it on both. You could just pick it up and put yeah. it upstairs and it will do its right. thing. Right. I think, because I think the price difference between the one that does go up and down the, it's like three, $400 difference. It's like mm-hmm. not really worth, mm-hmm. at least in my opinion, like I said, you can pick the one up and, and you know, do what's, that. What's that one really ta- re- retailing for now? Do you think that you guys I think buy? it's pretty cheap these days. All that stuff has yeah, gone down. Yeah, price. It was cheap enough where I felt comfortable buying it. Um, yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. A pretty big cheapskate. Yeah. So yeah, no, <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, and we've got, you know, I, I got all this crap. 300. Too, and, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I right think I paid, did, what, I paid more than that for that. Cause I got it a while back. 
two ninety three right now. Sold, currently sold out. Usually three fifteen. Okay, maybe okay. I paid three hundred for it. I don't remember. Yeah, or maybe a little over three. Well, it's always something to think about. There is something satisfying about mowing your own lawn and vacuuming your own carpet and getting the lines just right. Yes. Right, you know, where the robot vacuum. Although some of the new ones will make both vacuum cleaners and mowers will make the lines for oh, you. Oh, the mine, the <laughs> vacuum does for sure. Like it's, yeah. it is very nice when it's done, and I go in the living room, and it's just like straight lines with yeah. the, the perimeter. Yeah. It, it looks good. Yeah. 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 All right, we'll have to give it a try. Well, we, uh, you guys are off next week. We're off next week. So, but folks can normally, you guys are available on Wednesdays or they can subscribe to the podcast and you'll love yeah. it as well. Can you guys hang tight one sec while I close this sure. up? Yep. Is that good? Okay. Just a couple reminders on the way out. Remind everyone, if you want to join us in our discord and you guys have a really active discord group, right? Is it for both gaming and for the podcast? Your discord? Yeah. Yeah. We have, and we, we always like throw like the other day, I, I'll throw like random game codes in there and we announce our contests and things in there as well. So. If they want to join your Discord group, I'm assuming the link's on your site. Yeah, the link's on the site. It's, it's, it's thinkcomputers.org forward slash Discord. We'll get okay. you right in there. Perfect. And if you want to jump in our Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord, you can get in there as well. Join both, both groups. And uh, and it's I, I'm in there as well. It's, it's fairly active and uh, some great information going on there. Um, if you want to leave us a message, if you got something, you want to get on the show, get your voice on the show, head over to homegadgetgeeks.com. And uh, there's a little bottom right-hand corner, there's a little microphone. Just put your headset on or microphone, whatever, leave a voicemail. You got 30 seconds, by the way, just a reminder. It only records for 30 seconds. Then send me an email. Let me know you've done it and appreciate it. The AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners, gets secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from folks that you know and you trust. And that's Christian. He's always upgrading, and he always has plans for as little as 10 bucks. So if you need a site to do something, contact Christian. Get it rolling. He'd, he'd appreciate it. MapleGrovePartners.com. We are live every Thursday, except next week, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. And uh, appreciate you guys for Tony, Brian, Jim, Shoemaker, the the uh, the other Brian. No, just one Brian out there. And Ken, who jumped out a little bit earlier. Thanks for coming out tonight. And we'll see you guys back in two weeks. With that, we'll say goodbye,